the block. Here come the Aces on the run. De-Energizer. Looks for Ty Young. Sprints to the hoop. Off the glass and good. Good, good, good. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Oh, mercy. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Show. And here we go. Get ready for the fourth quarter of game number four. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Hammy's going to let one fly. Chance of three. Chance of three. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? T.C. Martin. There are six seconds to go. And De-Energizer hit a wild, crazy, improbable three. To give the aces the lead. The doctor is now in. In, in, in. Happy Friday to you. T.C. Martin Show live and in color here. That's right. No tape delay here. It's definitely live. Along with uh, Ballpark Frank. It would be difficult to not be in color. <laughs> really? Trying to say like we're... Throwbacks. We're going back to the Munsters days. Adams family. Well, how, black and white. What are, are we making a real life version of Pleasantville or something like that? Pleasantville. <laughs> I don't really care for that movie. Did I you? didn't think it was that yeah, good, it but, was good, but it was the black and white uh, aspect of it. I, like it. I got it. All right. I thought you were going to go with Andy Griffith because you know once Andy Griffith got colorized, it went down the drain. Well, yeah, the cat, well, Don, Don Knotts wasn't really there yeah. anymore. I mean, that was a big part he of it. He was still there in color. But then when they went to Mayberry RFD. Well, that wasn't even the Ken Berry thing anymore. Yeah. It was. No, that it was. was. Yeah. No. It was there. Yeah. It, yeah. Like most shows, it, it ran its course, but then it kept on running for a while. Like us. <laughs> Keep on running. Well, Didn't a, say we ran our course. There's a great selling point for the show. <laughs> yeah. like I us, said I, we run our course. Man. I, I didn't say that. I said we keep running. Not that we did run our course, because no, because it's nonstop sports talk. Continues on. All right, uh, today we talk Las Vegas Aces basketball. The draft last night, Aces had three selections, the 12th, the 14th, and the 36th overall. And today we get a chance to meet the 14th overall pick, Destiny Slocum from the University of Arkansas. Very excited to be a member of the Las Vegas Aces. She will join us this hour, so hang tight for that. As we get to uh, meet Destiny, find out her story, and she's got a pretty interesting story as well, too. And uh, look forward to talking with her today, look, looking forward to meeting her in person, seeing her on the court. Training camp will get underway here within two weeks, and then the Aces will begin play May the 15th in Seattle against the defending champs. And like Bill Lambeer said on the show the other day, this is how the WNB likes to do it, just like the NFL, like to kind of re, you know, you know, rematch the championship series, the finals, and have them start the season that way. And, you know, get a marquee matchup right off the bat. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be good. And again, the Aces will have plenty of those nationally televised games on ESPN and ABC again this year. And uh, as we found out last year, the, the finals did uh, record numbers. The, the season did record numbers. And again, you know, we talk about the popularity of the WNBA growing, and it is because of that contract and that affiliation they have with ESPN and ABC. And that's, that's great for the sport. It's, uh, you know, it's great for the league. And uh, so more and more aces. And it, it helps when the aces are good and they are relevant and can hardly wait to get back to Mandalay Bay, or as we need to call it now, the Michelob Ultra Arena. So looking forward to that. All right. Yeah, you need to call it that. <laughs> so do you my friend there you go it's america i don't have hey, to do anything <laughs> come on down to the game uh frank uh we'll meet you at the mick you know you know every arena or stadium has a nickname what's it going to be is it going to be the mick it's going to be the ultra well if it's the mick then we'd have the mick and the mac and the <laughs> right 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 maybe we should put that out there what should we name the it's not a new arena but the newly named arena. Well, T-Mobile doesn't really have a shortened name except for just T-Mobile. Yeah, where are you going tonight, T-Mobile? The Fortress. Everybody says the Fortress. Well, all the VGK fans. They do. That. They do. But yeah. I think there's a little bit of crossover, yeah. too. But, like, I don't hear people yeah. saying I'm going to the Fortress when they're going to a concert, concert. there or the, or I bet the Pac-12 a, tournament or something. I, I think there's a small fraction of, <laughs> of diehards. Oh, they might. Yeah. I mean, there's a small fraction that do the Knights when they're at an aviated game or something else like that. Uh, so. yeah, don't and get, that's always kind of like it's Don't like, get me no, going with you that. Know, not, just stop. Yeah. Just, just stop. Thank you. Now, were you? Did you always feel that way? Because I was very vocal about that when that started, especially at the Aces games. 
I don't know how you were on that, you know, being part of the VGK broadcast and everything. Were, were you as, as anti that as I was, or were you just, that's eh, it's cool, it's tolerable? I, I, I never liked it. I'm still not a big fan of it, but it has kind of taken on a life of its own. So it's like, okay, it's, it's you know, because at first I almost found it like it was offensive or, you know, minimizing the national anthem. And I thought, okay, well, it's just one word. They throw it in there. So it's like, okay. And, and again, it's become kind of their culture and their, you know, like the octopus on the ice in Detroit or the catfish in Nashville or something. So it's like, okay, fine. But, but yeah, but when they do it outside of Vegas Golden Knights games, then it's like, then it kind of makes the hair on my arm stand up a little bit like, okay, time and place. Get something original yeah. at least, you know. Like it, they don't do na-na-na-na goodbye at Wrigley Field because it's a White Sox thing. <laughs> Good point. I've never uh, heard that comparison before, but it makes a lot. But they play the old steam song at venues all across the country, indoor, outdoor. You know, they do that. And I don't think anybody really ever understood, unless you were from Chicago or you were a diehard White Sox fan. Nancy Faust back on in the, the organ. 70s. No, I know. But honestly, most people don't know that. I mean, they don't. They just say, hey, it's a cool song. Everybody use it. People Most people realize. didn't know that song. They forgot that that song even existed until oh. she started playing yeah. it there. Yeah. No, and then, and then it a took on story. a life of its own. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's actually kind of cool and kind of different in that. Just like, you know, who the hell knew Chelsea Dagger until the Blackhawks started using it? Yeah. Now people either love it, Blackhawk fans, or yeah. hate it, everybody else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not, not to bring up a sore subject for you, but the same thing with uh, – uh, I'm going to work all day with Todd Rundgren. That song, the Packers have played that for years and years and years. Didn't Every time they score a care. touchdown, see, Didn't you don't care. care. There you go. Don't care. See, but am I sitting there ripping on Chelsea Dagger? No. Go Pack, go! I mean, you really got to get over this, especially as much money as the Packers have made you the last two football seasons, my I don't friend. Care? Oh my god! I don't, am I retired? <laughs> Did they make me enough to retire? Then screw them. No, I don't care. You'll never retire. You love doing what you do. So, come on. Don't use that as an excuse. Uh, I mean, you could win the lot. You and Chris Wynn can go out and play your Caveman Kino tomorrow, and you'd still be coming to work. Wait, first off, I have never played Caveman Kino. Okay? Don't even know the I, I difference do. between Caveman Kino and regular Kino. Is there, I don't either. I, I don't know, but apparently yeah. there's something different because yeah. Chris Wynn loses his friggin' mind over Caveman Kino. Do you have Kino. to be naked when you play that game? I don't think so okay. because it's in public at open places and that, so I'm pretty sure you'd actually get... Does your last name have to be Rubble or Flintstone to play that game? Uh, I don't think so because I don't think Chris Wynn's last name is Rubble or Flintstone <laughs> unless it's Chris Wynn Rubble or something. He and, does look like Fred know, in a lot of aspects, and I see him barefoot quite a bit. I don't think Win is just his maiden name, yeah. though. So I mean, it's like, but no, I don't, I don't play that well, stuff, no. and I don't. And, and and by the way, Chris, his middle name is Lose. We know that. <laughs> well, it's Lose with Win. That's yeah. his website. <laughs> People are actually googling this now. He really has a website. <laughs> Who is this guy? His eight hundred. Who is this caveman guy? Does he does he have a club? What does he do? <laughs> Got the orange shirt with the blue tie. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, walks around barefoot all the time. What's Calls the... himself Twinkle Toes when he goes bowling. Tw- twinkle Toes Flintstone. You got to love it. Oh, get us a Flintstones. Tw- twinkle Toes win. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's the... Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Debba. Dude. Is that the great kazoo that came in there? No, that was Fred in, a, in an episode where he was somehow like, I don't know if kazoo or somebody put something on him, but he came be more of a distinguished gentleman. Anyway, what was the, the commercial or I kind of want to think it was a PSA campaign where they had a guy with a look like a caveman. Holding the thing, and that was like the logo. You know what I'm saying? Well, Geico had the Geico Cavemans for a no, while. No, no, no. I got that. Me. But I want to say this is more a cartoon-esque, and it was, and I'm kind of thinking it might have been a public service announcement type of thing, or it might have been a company. And yeah, there might have been. A few years ago. Not way, way back, but a few years ago. caused lots of hassles in lots of ways. To get that vegetable or fruit in that monster in the snoot. Baking bread from wild grains? Hurry up before it rains. Try to catch some meat or fish, and you could be the evening dish. Getting milk was quite a trick. Had to dodge old bossy's kick. We still need these foods today. Get them the 3244 way. This message presented by your local dairy council. <laughs> what the heck? So why are you playing that? Because that's the caveman guy I'm talking about? You found that? So it was a P- for, for the dairy council. 
Yeah, I, I and does it I, end like with, with shows this guy or whatever? I see. I don't have a monitor in front of yeah. me, so I have no more knowledge of it now than before <laughs> he played that. I do not remember that. How at old all. is that? Where'd that come from? Interesting. All right. Uh, where? How did we get on this? Here we go again. It's a Friday, right? Yo, this never happened when we were the Cosmopolitan on Fridays. You got to blame Nunchuck here. Well, no, when we were at the Cosmopolitan, Double B was there, and then you'd let him talk a little VGK hockey <laughs> before we got into football. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk VGK today, right, guys? Eh, we'll find a spot for it, you know. And then it's like, boy, that was a great segment. That was all VGK. All VGK, right. they carry around their clubs. They're called sticks and that, yeah. and they skate around right. the ice with it. So maybe that's a tie-in. I, at this point, I really don't know. But but you don't have to say, oh, it's a Friday. That's why it's off the rails. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. We're <laughs> always off the rails. That's why people love this show. There you go. Entertainment at its finest. And, you know, we get you caught up on what's happening in the world of sports, too. So Brian Salmon's going to join us today, our good friend from uh, News 3, the sports director. He's going to hang out with us in studio. He had w- been meaning to come down to the Cosmopolitan on Fridays, and he was so excited because the wife and kids were, were out of town so he could finally come and I said, dude, we're, we won't be back there for a while. So, But you can come in studio if you want. And he's still welcome to go to the Cosmopolitan yeah, after the show or whatever. Right. I mean, it, it, it's wide open. Which, that's where I'll be after the show today. There you go. Well, there you go. All right. You having dinner again? Steve Berline coming to town. Oh, and the breaking news. You guys are going to want to hear this. It has turned into a double date tonight. The doctor gets her dinner tonight. Dr. Christina Madison is getting her dinner right, after she was on the show yesterday and all the and all this peer pressure. And I said, I you know, trying to find the right date and everything. I said, listen, by chance, I don't know if you're available for Friday night, but Steve Berline's coming to town. We're going out. If you can get away, can you do it? And uh, she's claiming that uh, she's going to show up tonight. So she's going to get her dinner. And this is great because I can get two dinners in one sitting. I can take care of it. So I don't have to like make another trip, make another reservation. Oh, Save some you. money on the so tip. I, so I don't have to go to the Blue Ribbon twice or something like that. Gee, how horrible. Too bad for Berline that the Hard Rock isn't there anymore and it's the new Virgin. Because, because you know, they, they used to have the Lucky 7 Lounge there. Oh, the Lucky 7 Lounge, good. <laughs> and with all the sevens he's got, you know. <laughs> You're right. He's asking for places to go, so there you go. I'm trying to keep him in-house. I'm trying to keep him in the Cosmopolitan because, you know, we're trying to trying to get him there so he's staying there, You're promoting that, all that kind of good stuff. So there you go. All right, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. I know you guys are going to want, you know, obviously you're going to want pictures. You're going to want play-by-play, you know, what transpires tonight as Numbchuck has given me this evil look like. Are you crazy? Sorry, Numbchuck. Didn't get the invite. You were, you were busy tonight anyway. You know? Well, I know there's going to be food pitchers. That's, you know, that's pretty much kind of a given. <laughs> that's a given. Exactly. All right. So, like we said, yeah, B. Sal will join us. Uh, De- uh, now, he was Destiny off last Slocum night, right? Will join us. Je- uh, Jesse was doing the sports last night, I noticed. Yeah. Because I saw that crazy goal in the – did you see the goal in the Silver Knights game that won it in overtime? Hmm. Absolutely crazy. Cody Glass throws a puck over. Uh, Gage Quinney, I believe it was, gets it. He hits the shot, it gets deflected by the defenseman, and it pops up in the air, and the goalie had no idea where it was. It goes over his head because he's out of the crease a little bit, and it just kind of blooped in and went in the back of the net. One of the craziest goals you will ever see, and it was the game winner in overtime. All right, Silver Knights. There you go. Silver Knights getting it done against the Tucson Roadrunners. All right, uh, we have more news today with the Deshaun Watson update. Uh, all 22 women have disclosed their identities um, through these booked massage parlor sessions. Sessions all happened as we're now finding out through Instagram. Well, not necessarily massage parlor sessions. Many of them were massage in sessions. rooms. And, yeah, massage Correct. sessions. Right, so there you go. Let, let's not make them think it's Numchuck's place. Yeah. It, you know, this is, you know. Speed the, dial three. Yeah, the, right, the, there you go. The, these are legitimate, you know, they thought legitimate right. massages professionally done. All right, then... Uh, the sexual acts were committed, uh, apparently, by Deshaun Watson. But uh, this is big news because all 22 women now have disclosed their identities. One woman backed away from it, but then another one came forward. So this new woman has come forward and said that uh, she was actually a freelance makeup artist. And her quote was, 
that she was coerced against her will and left her powerless while Sean Watson made his way with her. So in reality, it's really 23 if one backed away. I think so. Because another, so if the other one would have backed away, it would be It's 22 now that I've had. Yeah. But one said, look, I don't want my identity out there. So if, if she backed away, but I mean, if she wouldn't have backed away, then it would be up to 23 now. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. And you don't know if any more would come forward because, again, as we know, that list has uh, escalated over the last few weeks. And then they thought this was going to be one of their big points was that the women didn't want their names out there and that sort of stuff. So they thought maybe they wouldn't do it. Then the first one did. Then the second one did. And now all of them are saying, OK, fine. So, yeah, it, it sounds like both camps are kind of getting their ducks in a row or getting their stories, how they want to do them and then present them. And uh, mm. it, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know how you prove this kind of stuff. I I'm assuming there's not videos, but who knows? Maybe there is that kind of stuff. It's, but but the bottom line is it's an ugly, ugly situation. And if it's true, Deshaun Watson shouldn't play football again. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, uh, Nick Casero, the general manager of the Houston Texans, who just took over again, new general manager, you know, you know hired uh, in the off season, new head coach, a first time head coach, first time general manager. That Casero is as well too. This thing is a mess, and he's had a lot to deal with. With you know Deshaun Watson saying, "Hey, trade me. I don't want to be here." What are they going to do with the draft and everything? So with the draft coming up here in less than two weeks, uh, Nick Casero had a press conference uh, earlier today, and of course, people wanted to talk about Deshaun Watson, and Nick Casero wasn't having any of that. Yeah, I would say I really don't have any comment. Uh, I know uh, Cal and ownership put a letter out uh, a few weeks ago just relative to the organizational stance uh, relative to where we are. So I don't have anything to add other than uh, it's a legal process. We're respectful of the legal process and where that is. Uh, so we're focused on today. We're focused on getting ready for the offseason program and getting ready for the draft. So that's where our focus is. All right, so when he was – you know, more questions kept coming. They wanted him to answer, what are you going to do about Deshaun Watson? How is this situation affecting the franchise? How is this going to affect the draft? And uh, he had this to say. Yeah, we're not going to really get into a lot of hypotheticals and a lot of speculation. Um, I'm not really good at that. Um, maybe somebody else is better than that than, than me. I mean, if you want to speculate, you should probably go, probably go buy Bitcoin and focus on that. So we're just going to focus on the things that we can control, which is kind of getting ready for the draft and trying to take advantage of the opportunities to continue to add to our team and build our roster. Um, and we'll just take it one day at a time and focus on the things that we can control. Wow. Using a Bitcoin reference there, trying to be a little funny, bring a little levity, but this isn't something that you should bring levity to. This, these are serious allegations. Your franchise is in turmoil, and you cannot fault the media. The media, if you're going to hold a press conference a couple weeks before the draft, you're not going to get just draft questions, no, especially no. when the when the focal point and you've got this cloud hanging over your organization. Media members have got to do their job. They're going to do their job, and and the public wants to hear you say something. And again, this could be handled so much better. You, I mean, again, hit the elephant in the room. Talk about it. Don't sit there and play coy. And this is what I, I've never understood with teams. And I understand, you know, there are a lot of coaches. And there are general managers that are not media savvy. They're not you know, don't have great communication skills. Okay, they're really not in that position, you know, for that. They think that they're salary cap guys, or you know, they can assess talent and that sort of thing. I get that, but when you're hiring somebody, you really want them to be media savvy because they are going to have to get in front of the people a, a lot. You have to get in front of your fan base, everybody, right? And so when you have something like this at least go into this a little bit more prepped because you know you're going to hit with it. And I don't know about you, but but hit it straight on so you don't leave people saying, man, this, this you know, you're, you're handling this the wrong way. Hit it head on. I can see saying hit it head on. I can also see if they don't want to talk about it at all. First off, if they don't want to talk about it, they should have said that, by the way, we will not be accepting questions about Deshaun Watson going into this. And then if the question did come up, because – Again, you said you can't fault the media for it. I would fault him if they didn't ask about it in right. that situation right there. But all he had to do was say, it's an ongoing investigation. Right now we're working in conjunction with authorities, and we are not at liberty to discuss it at all. And as far as what the team is looking to do down the road, we're handling that internally. 
That's kind of the end of the statement. You don't have to bring up Bitcoin. You don't have to bring levity to it. And like, and if, if you're not media savvy, then quite frankly, you shouldn't have that job because that is part of the job right. requirements today. Absolutely. And it kind of always has been, but especially in this day and age of social media and TikTok and the TV stations and the worldwide and NFL network and this, that, and the other. So, yeah, that is part of the job. But if you don't want to talk about it, and again, I think it would be better if they just come out and said what they were really doing or what they're planning. We're going to know in the draft anyhow. If they draft a quarterback right away, uh, well, they're looking to move on or whatever. If they don't, then maybe they're hoping that things work out. But if you're not going to hit it head on, just simply make the statement and say, it's an ongoing investigation. We're not at liberty to discuss it right now. Next, we will not answer any more questions about that. Mm -hmm. And if they ask, say, we've already addressed that. Next. I mean, it's again, it might piss the media off in some regards. But at least it's saying it, and again, like you said, bringing Bitcoin in and make it, trying to make a joke or levity about it, it's time and place. I mean, it's not the situation you do that in. Right. And again, just not, not being very, not just well-versed in, in how to handle press conferences, but just, just not being smart. How happy do you not think J.J. Watt is right now that he's out of there? Oh, yeah. And say the same thing about DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. you know, going back before that. and. We understand, you know, why Deshaun Watson wanted out of there. But now, as this story continues to unfold with him, the off-the-field stuff, how much of this did he want to get out of Houston because of all of this that he knew was probably coming down the pipe? It's probably part of it, too. It, it, it very well could be. The only thing I would say to that is if he knew this was going to come down, did he think he was going to a, a different team or a different place where all of a sudden it would be, yeah. I'm not in Houston anymore, so you, you can't throw – I mean, it's like – you know how people the, 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 think, though. No, if, I, I know if that. If a lot of this happened in your area, no, no, I understand And I got to go drive by these places all the time. And I still have. And contacts. there's a lot of them down in Houston. <laughs> uh, when I visited my brother down there, he told me that there were a ton of massage parlors. And again, this isn't even necessarily massage parlors. From what I understand, these are people that you call to the room. They're professional oh, yeah. massage therapists, masseuse, whatever. I mean, it's like you know, these are. High class, reputable people. So, and again, they also said that they have what, like eighteen or whatever, that say that no, he was a perfect gentleman. Mm -hmm. That doesn't because you don't sexually assault everybody doesn't make you a wonderful person. Doesn't it seem a little strange that there are so that a guy goes to the massage parlors or or calls on these these women to do this? I mean, is as often as he does. And again, you, you look at the time frame here. Just you wonder how long this goes back. But I mean, just to have twenty-two that came forward, you have another eighteen that say okay, and then, and then there's probably another. Who knows what that number is? Twenty, thirty, forty that are in between whatever. I mean, how many massages has this guy gotten? And I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I there are some. I don't know for a fact, but I've talked to some people professional athletes or like you know people that are like marathon runners or people that do MMA and that 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 they kind of get at least a light rub down or type of massage almost every day after their workouts and this and that to that's usually at the, the you know at the facility no 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 by your own staff no so and I understand we're not even but, talking about that but, but, but yeah. maybe he didn't maybe maybe he was going home and he wanted a thorough full he, body massage he, he wanted and, something else and, and yeah. again th those other 18 women maybe some of them willingly had sex sexual right. contact with him. Maybe some he didn't touch at all. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter that he was a gentleman to those 18. What matters is what did he do to these 22 or 23, however you want to look at it. If he did that and they said no, and he's a big guy, he's a professional athlete, it, 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 it's just a bad, bad situation, but um, I don't see it ending really well for Deshaun Watson at this point. All right. We have an Aaron Donald update. Remember we talked yes. about the story? Yes. So now, uh, apparently, uh, an assault on Aaron uh, the Donald is what we reported yesterday where he was at the uh, Pittsburgh late night to, you know nightclub and he punched a guy's lights out and all of those injuries that we talked about. Well, now we're hearing a little bit different story. So apparently the, an assault on Aaron Donald was uh, against Defensant Spriggs at the Pittsburgh nightclub. Well, now we're finding out that you know, Spriggs, who uh, actually looked intoxicated uh, at the bar, bumped into Donald, and we heard that before. Donald said, hey, what's up? And Spriggs was screaming, did I mean to? Did I mean to? And he kept repeating himself. Now, Donald told the story uh, to police and I guess also his attorney, who came out and spoke about this today, and said 
that uh, this guy seemed intoxicated. He was screaming at Donald, and then he was escorted out of the club when he was screaming at him, did I mean to, did I mean to? And Donald's uh, entourage said, hey, we better get out of here. This, this, this isn't going to play out well. Well, Spriggs was escorted out of the club, went outside, and then when Donald left, Spriggs swung a bottle at Aaron Donald that grazed him. Uh, others stepped in uh, and started beating up Spriggs. So they threw him to the ground. Uh, there was a full-on fist fight here, and Spriggs was just getting, getting beat down. So all of those injuries that he had seemed to come from other people. Donald actually came in to his defense, and it was reported that Donald pulled at least three guys off of Spriggs. Uh, and this happened in the back alley. It was a kind of an underground club. It was like a bar upstairs, somebody's apartment. And then the bar was upstairs, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, late night, Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Now, an attorney representing Spriggs filed a criminal complaint with Pittsburgh police on Wednesday saying that Donald and others assaulted his client. So Spriggs needed 16 stitches, suffered broken orbital bone, a broken nose, a concussion, and a sprained and broken arm. There's the latest. So now it seems like Aaron Donald kind of helped this guy out a little bit. Yeah, uh, according to 93.7 The Fan, the April 11th incident that you were talking about, um, it was at a party at a residence above the Pittsburgh nightclub. Uh, Like you mentioned, there, there was the confrontation originally. Spriggs reportedly did swing the bottle and grazed Donald's head with the bottle. Uh, They kind of uh, separated after that. Like you said, he was escorted out of the party. And then a bunch of other people kind of tuned up, as they called it, by others uh, defending Donald. And so they were beating the crap out of him. There is a video. It's a little bit blurry. It looks like it's kind of in black and white in that. I'm watching but, it now, security yeah, f- yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah. But, but it does appear that Donald is there kind of throwing people off and yeah. actually trying to help this guy out. Yeah. Maybe he was so wasted he doesn't even know what happened. Maybe he just yeah. thought, well, this is the big name. I'm going to go after him. But it looks like if um, Donald wouldn't have been there with this guy or for this guy, it might have been a lot worse for him. Yeah. The whole altercation looked like it, it took like less than a minute when they went to the, the, the back alley there. But the guy was just laying down, and, I mean, he was beat down, and we saw the pictures yesterday. I mean, broken bones and 16 stitches uh, was needed. So, yeah. But then again, you know, again, Donald sounded like he was minding his own business, but you do got to be careful about being out late. These type of places, 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, even for your own protection. Even though you may have been cool, maybe you weren't drunk, you were just hanging out with friends. I understand that. But then again, there's a lot of knuckleheads that are in these places. Well, it sounds like his friends were kind of the one that went, hey, man, what are you going after him for? Yeah. He acted cool and was just going to blow blow it off. And then his friends were like, oh, no, you ain't doing that to our, to our guy. And they went over there and started beating the crap out of this guy. And he was like, man, get off. <laughs> All right. Destiny Slocum is the newest member of the Las Vegas Aces. The WNBA draft was last night. And Bill Lambier, very, very happy on what the Aces picked up. And we're going to hear from uh, one of their new guards coming up next. You're listening to some bullshit on the TC Monitor. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces added three more pieces to the potential championship team that we are about to see here very, very soon. And uh, the WNBA draft last night. A success deemed by Bill Lambeer. And joining us now is one of those new members, the pride of Arkansas. I'm fired up. <laughs> Sue Pig. She's probably saying, what's this guy doing? <laughs> because I'm an Arkansas fan. We got Arkansas people on this show. Destiny Slocum is in the house. What's up, Destiny? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. You like that fight song, don't you? I do. I, I haven't heard it very much without with COVID. There was really not many fans, but but I'm a fan of it, obviously. All right, there we go. You guys pump this up, all right, and Destiny's going to sing it to us. you got to know some words, Destiny, so bust a move. Here we go. All right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to say I only know the Wu Pig Chewy part. <laughs> oh, that, well, that's the part I want to hear, okay? That's kind of the yeah, end, right? you gotta, you got to do it with me, though. you got to do it with oh, me. Oh, jeez. I'll follow your lead. Go ahead. All right. Let me know when we're ready. No, no, no. I need you to lead. I need you to lead. I, I got. I have. To. You're the alumnus. I don't know it that well. All I know is what. Hey, the, let's let's be honest. I was there for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. 
How's he going to say He's like, sue Yeah. Then he yep. goes, sue And he goes, pig. They do it much better over there in Arkansas. Yeah, I heard that. Exactly. So have you ever heard of Houston Nutt? He's a legend. The old former uh, coach, the football coach, and also a quarterback way back in the day. He's a regular on our program. So once he finds Yeah, so once he finds out that you are a Razorback alum, he's going to go nuts. He, he's going he's gonna to want to come to oh, some yeah. games. So there you go. Well, he's already nuts. It's Houston nuts. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. See, I figured you could, you know, you could sing, though, Destiny. I mean, after all, you're named after Destiny's child, right? Pro- you know, probably. I could, I could hit a couple notes. Okay. <laughs> well, as long, long, long as you hit those threes on the court, that's all that people care about right now. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Hey, not only this girl, not only hitting the threes, this girl can dish. I watched you play quite a bit this year, and uh, some of these one-handed passes, those one-handed bounce passes, pretty sweet, yeah. girl. I got to say, and I know, what, I know what Bill Lambeer and Dan Panover were looking at when they said, we got to have this girl, man, because we got plenty of scores. <laughs> I mean, we need somebody to get the ball you know, down to Asia in the post, in the Liz, spread the ball around the wings, hit our open shooters, and that's you, girl. So congratulations and welcome to Vegas. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited. This opportunity is Surely a blessing. So she was the 14th pick in last night's uh, draft. I want you to set up the evening for us. Where were you at? Who are you with? What was the anticipation like? Let's hear it. Um, I was actually at my brother's house, um, and I was just surrounded by family, um, mainly just my mom. Um, I have four other siblings. Uh, my girlfriend, we were just sitting there enjoying the night, um, and that, that's pretty much it. We have a lot to celebrate. My brother and my sister's birthday are like the 9th and the 16th, so we turned it into a little evening celebration. Um, it was fun being able to see my name called, um, being able to watch it on the screen. Um, I've never been more excited in my life um, and just have the opportunity to share with people who have sacrificed so much for me to be here. Um, it was a great, great evening. Now, have you been to Vegas before? And if not, um, what, what, what is your knowledge of Vegas and what are you looking forward to about checking out when you get here? I've been to Vegas a lot, actually. I've, I've since I could remember, Vegas is the spot I've always been. Uh, every year, I seem to play a tournament there. The Pac-12 tournament was there when I was at Oregon State. Played out there when I was at Maryland. Um, and then, yeah, the last time I was there was the Pac-12. But my knowledge of Vegas is very, very slim, just because I think I'm just a West Coast kid who knows that it has a strip and everything. So, uh, but I'm excited. I mean, I know there's so much more there, um, and just the opportunity beyond, um, you know. Basketball is such a great opportunity. So we noticed one thing that you did not have there at your brother's house. Like you didn't have grandma shaking it up. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. You know, Michaela did. Michaela did a good job. She had her grandma on it. Yeah. I, I should have brought mine. That was something else. Yeah, that was uh, that was something else to see that. So congratulations again, Destiny Slocum, the newest member of the Las Vegas Aces. So tell us how the evening unfolded for you, and when did you actually find out that you were going to be a member of the Aces? Um, yeah, no, I was kind of just, I really had no idea kind of where I was going to fall. I had talked to a couple teams and I was just excited, you know, about the night. I just think of it, an opportunity is an opportunity where I fell. I was going to be the same person, no matter if it was the last or the first pick, you know? So that was my mindset going into draft night. Um, and to hear my name at the aces, I couldn't be more happy. I mean, I feel like when I looked at teams that I fit in the league, you know, you don't get to pick and choose, but I'm so happy that I get the opportunity to play for them and, um, I feel like my game fits them really well. I know um, a couple of the players already, and so I'm excited to be back on the floor with some of them. Um, had the chance to play with some of them, so um, the night was awesome. I, I think when I heard my name, I, I was in shock. A lot of it. <laughs> I've always been told red's my color, so um, I'm excited to continue that trend. <laughs> so, which players do you know? Um, I actually know Kelsey um, yeah. Plum. She was at Washington when I was committed there, so yeah. um, we've had a. Pretty good relationship. And then I played U19 USA with um, Asia Wilson and we ended up winning a gold medal in Russia. So Perfect. Um, and Jackie Young, we went to McDonald's together. So a couple <laughs> connections just through the basketball world. Well, I can t- guarantee you right now, Asia's going to be taking you to Target. She's going to be going. She's in <laughs> love with Target. She, she's going to take you hey. under her wing and take you to Target. So there you go. Anybody who loves Target it has good taste. <laughs> and then Plum, well, there will be a lot of Plum stories here. So, yeah, we're, <laughs> we, can, we can hardly wait to, to see here uh, in Vegas on the court and you know, be talking to you and interviewing you, uh, you know, before games, after games. Uh, looking forward to this, uh, Destiny, no doubt about it. So, yeah, no, this is awesome. Thank you. Uh, did you have any conversations with Bill Lambeer or Dan Panover prior to the draft? 
Um, I did. We had a really good conversation, um, actually, the day prior, um, just really talking about basketball, you know, and, and just my passion for it, you know, and um, just really digging in and, and getting to know each other, but also just understanding that I think we have a very similar mindset when it comes to just loving the game and wanting to grow in the knowledge of the game. Um, I've been a fan of basketball since I could remember. I mean, it's what I do. It's what I love. You know, it's what I want to continue doing. Um, I want to grow and get better and just learn from literally everyone um, in any way possible and just grow each day. You know, but I think my potential is endless. You know, that's how I think of it. And so what can I pick from everyone's brain? How can I get better each day? You know, how can I challenge myself against some of the, you know, best players that the WNBA has? Um, you, you couldn't surround, I couldn't surround myself with, you know, better teammates and better people. All right, she is Destiny Slocum. Fabulous college career and the newest member of the Las Vegas Aces, selected 14th last night. She joins us, T.C. Martin, along with Frank Harnish. You mentioned that you had a chance to talk to Bill Lambeer. What do you know about Bill and his past in that? Because he's been a very successful coach, had a very successful career as well, but uh, known as kind of a a hard-nosed coach in that, which obviously you're too young to remember his playing days, but we certainly remember (laughs) it well here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think it's exciting. I think having a coach that has had been through the challenges of basketball um, firsthand and then also been in the coaching world and, and built such a great resume in that area, I mean, who else could you play for with that much knowledge and that much experience in the game? Uh, everyone knows uh, the documentary he's on, <laughs> so that's not a uh, huge uh, mystery to anyone. But I'm, I'm just excited. I think those are the type of coaches I love, you know, challenge me, um, be hard-nosed, you know, be on me, challenge me to get better. Those are the type of coaches, you know, that you grow under and, and they put you in uncomfortable situations so that in the games and, and when you're at your worst or even when you're um, in a tough situation, you're going to perform, you know, to your max ability. And I think that's awesome. I'm excited, you know, just to be able um, to get the opportunity to play under him. You grew up in Idaho. Uh, talk a little bit about what that was like. And, and let's face it, I mean, you're really not a basketball hotbed. I mean, you yeah. you know, got a chance to go to Maryland you know, right away. You played with three big-time you know, college basketball programs. Now, again, you're an early second-round selection in the WNBA. Talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, I think just opportunity in itself is a blessing for me. You know, coming from Idaho, not a lot of people – um, come out of here, especially in basketball, men's or women's, um, and and get drafted. And so uh, to be able to represent Idaho and be able to pave the way, you know, for young women and men um, to see that there is chances and opportunities, you know, if you keep working hard to have a professional career in basketball or whatever sport you choose. Um, and so I'm just thankful that now, you know, a little girl can put on a jersey and know I can do this, you know. And so that's my biggest, you know, takeaway from being from Idaho, a small town, and traveling to so many different universities and being able to, you know, use my platform as a college athlete and now hopefully a professional athlete um, to really impact as many people as I can. Your freshman year at Maryland was amazing. You were actually freshman of the year. Uh, that was fantastic. But then again, you ended yeah. up transferring. You left there, mm-hmm. had, to, had to sit out, uh, you, you know, and then you had to go to, you went to Oregon State and then to Arkansas. Why the yeah. well-traveled road uh, to these different schools? And talk a little bit about your journey so people get a chance to know you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, um, depending on each decision, you know. Uh, the first one was mainly just family issues, a lot of things going on at home, and, you know, it just wasn't allowing me to be 100% on the court at Maryland. Um, I had a great career. I was surrounded by great teammates and, you know, had a great opportunity to be fresh in the year and really play at an elite level, you know, a lot of minutes, too. And so the experience there I'm grateful for. Um, and being able to go to Oregon State, um, was a blessing. You know, the culture, um, being able to build some of the best relationships I've had um, throughout my college career, um, and just being able to grow and challenge my game. Um, they play a little bit of a slower pace, and everyone kind of knows me as that up-tempo, run, pace player. Um, and it challenged me to slow my game down and, and really just learn the X and O's of the games, really, really learn how to read as a point guard and pick and rolls. Um, and I think that's elevated my game, you know, to another level. And then being able to spend my last year at Arkansas and get my master's um, and run on the floor and just play in the fast, up-tempo pace. Um, I think all of my stops have challenged me in a lot of ways, uh, but also made me mature and made my game mature um, to places that I think, uh, when it comes to the pro level, will help me um, overcome a lot of the adversity and, and challenges of um, you know, getting to know a new system and quickly learning it, too. So tell me who you resonated more with, uh, a turtle, a beaver, or a hog? Ooh, you got all three of those. Question. I mean, again, I mean, if you really had to pick three, 
I mean, I don't know if we can take care of any of those. I mean, what's up with that, girl? I mean, I know, right? <laughs> um, you know, I, I gotta say, hug. You know, I finished my career there. You know, I'm a huge hog fan. Um, so probably a hog. I gotta go there. <laughs> okay. I just found it interesting that you had to leave the turtle school to learn how to slow down your game a little bit. That's so. right. <laughs> I know, right, Beaver? <laughs> but um, you, you mentioned the fact now that there is more variety in your game. You can play up tempo. You can slow it down a little bit. So you've added that to your game. For people that haven't seen that much of you, how would you describe your game, and who have you maybe patterned it after, whether it's a man or a woman? Oh, yeah. Um, I think throughout my entire college career, I've really worked on efficiency. I mean, as a point guard, you are the eyes, ears, and everything of your team. You control the pace of the game. And I think being efficient and being able to do a lot with a little as a point guard is extremely important. Um, You know, working on – getting everyone set up on how they want the ball. I mean, can you imagine just everyone, What? how many scores do the Aces have, right? Um, and so I, I think my playmaking ability would be my ideal, you know, strength suit uh, of just being, how do I set people up? You know, what type of pass do they like? Um, where do they want the ball? How can I best help us get a win tonight? You know, how can I set somebody up if they're having an off night? How can we get them an easy shot, you know, to get them going? Uh, that's kind of how my mind works, and I think that's my, my strong suit. Um, and I think that's something that is valuable and, and important to bring to the professional level in a lot of ways. And just developing that efficiency as a point guard, you know, limiting turnovers, um, being efficient with the shots you take. Are you taking great shots? Um, are you getting the best shot for your team? And so um, those are a couple of things I pride myself in. You know, coaches love point guards that condition, distribute, and basically don't have that me first mentality, but they also mm-hmm. love scores. And it's one thing yeah. to be a point guard where you can penetrate and dish or you can, you know, have that mid range game or get to the cup, but you are a very outstanding shooter from the perimeter, thirty eight percent from you. your career from beyond three. And you look at that and the way you dish the ball, uh, talk a little bit about what you feel is maybe the best part of your game. Um I think playmaking, but as you talk about just like um, I think what I've developed over the years, you know, through my college career and just in general, my basketball career um, is being able to be a scorer actually helps me as a point guard and makes me a better distributor for others. You know, if they're scared about me shooting a three point shot because I'm shooting 38 percent or uh, if they're scared about me getting a mid range, that's going to open up shots for everyone else. That's going to open up the offense and that's going to draw eyes when I'm attacking the rim to create for others. And so um, I think that's something that I do really well is being able to score the ball gives me the ability to open up a lot of shots for other people and get us great shots, you know, not just a good shot, not just the easy shot, but, but great and efficient um, quality shots. You know, Bill Lambeer talked about you being a great shooter and a passer, but I think one of the main reasons why he wanted to draft you was that you fit mm-hmm. in well with this team and the chemistry is such a big part of this. And you know, you've been through, through ma- three major programs yeah, before. You, Team USA, you've been through all this other kind of stuff. You understand where chemistry means to a club. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that. And how much has he talked to you about that, either before drafting you or after he drafted you? And how do you see yourself fitting in with these aces? Yeah, no, I just I think that you hit it right on the nail. It's important. Culture, um, just chemistry as a team, you know, and the aces have a lot of pieces that, you know, that chemistry is super important. And, um, you know, I want to be a part of that. I think I also pride myself in being a good teammate. You know, I want the best for our team. What can I do in practice? What can I do on the floor? If I'm playing 40 minutes or zero minutes, you know, I want to be impactful to the team in any way I can. I'll be the best towel waiver if I have to, you know, uh, just challenging myself each day, uh, to be that good teammate. And I think, uh, that in general, you know, fits the concept of just what Bill has built, um, um, their entire organization and how they run themselves and how they carry themselves. And, and I really, really respect, you know, the organization as a whole and, and just what they've built there. And so I'm excited, you know, to be able to come in and impact in any way, you know, that's needed. You know, I know TC asked you uh, what he thought, what you thought your best aspect of your game was, but we know that to really be great and as good as you can be, the key is to work on your weaknesses and make those strengths. What do you Absolutely. see right now, the thing that you do need to work on a little bit? Like if you were critiquing yourself and you said, you know, she's pretty good here, there, and there, but, you know, maybe a little bit more proficient at here and she'd be really unstoppable. 
Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think my offensive game has been something I've worked on a lot. You know, and that's where it gets a lot of credit from a lot of people um, in a lot of in a lot of ways. But um, you know, I always want to grow, and so I think my biggest growing area would be probably in defense. Um, I think I understand concepts really well. You know, I can play great team defense. I'm a great communicator on defense. Uh, I can play in isolation on people. But I think that one thing is is being five se- being five seven. You know, people see you as a matchup of hey, we'll put the taller player on her, she'll turn her back to her, or we'll ISO her, you know. And so being more disruptive, I think, for me on the defensive end and using my hands and just being more agile is something that, you know, I want to take from where it is and get great. Um, You know, I want to be known as a great defender and a great offensive player. I want to be known as a great overall player in general. And so, you know, I think that's one thing that I'm really, really going to have myself on and get better on. Um, And that comes with great teammates, you know, and the Aces play, um, people that have that knowledge and can help me in that area, you know, and I'm just willing to suck it in and um, just really take it all in and um, learn, you know. But I'd say that's the area I really, really want to grow in. Destiny Slocum joins us. Fabulous college career, and she is the newest member of the Las Vegas Aces, selected 14th in last night's WNBA draft. So of your new teammates, Destiny, uh, who are you most interested in meeting or getting to know? That's a good question. Literally, like, all of them. I'm not even trying to just say that. Um, there's so many of them that uh, I said I've had previous, like, relationships with or I've been on a team with, you know. And I think, to me, it's less about meeting someone and more just building those genuine and just authentic relationships, you know, with people um, and seeing, you know, who are they beyond a basketball player, you know. How do we click? How do we build that chemistry? Like, who are they? Uh, I mean, I enjoy my teammates, and I enjoy people that I play with, and, and I want to know them more than just a basketball player because I think – uh, that helps chemistry so much. And so, truthfully, everyone, but I would say just in general, getting to know them on a genuine and, and deep level, you know, as teammates. All right. Who's your favorite NBA player? LeBron. That's not even a question. Uh, okay. I like, okay, LeBron, like, like, I love him as just a, I love that he can do everything. I think that the dude is, like, the best player in all five positions. Like, I'm a huge fan of his documentary from high school, too. And so I've watched it, like, a hundred times. Um, but also just his mindset. But if I had to pick someone like that, I model my game after as NBA. I love Jason Williams, White Chocolate, yeah. um, play for the Kings. Mm-hmm. I love, I loved his like confidence and his flavor and the way he played. And so that's someone that uh, I love watching his videos. I love it. And Steve Nash and Tony Parker are a couple more that I just enjoy watching and. and Checking clips on YouTube. I mean, don't look at my YouTube history. It's just them. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. The girl's old school. She's talking about Jason <laughs> Williams, my boy, who spent time with the Kings in Sacramento, and then Steve Nash. Those some some great ones right there. Look at you. Yeah, you girl. gotta learn. You gotta learn from the people. You gotta learn from them. They got the wisdom, right? <laughs> there, there, there. You go. All right. So we got to get to know Destiny Slocum. Uh, we learned a little bit uh, about her game and where she came from and all that stuff. But uh, n- now the real important questions here. Okay. All right. Favorite food? Favorite Okay. There's this place here. I don't know if it's in Vegas, but it's called Cafe Rio. But I'm a huge, like, I love sweet pork burritos. Like, it's been my thing since I was, like, and I'm, it's sad because I'm, like, pescatarian, so I can't eat it anymore. Uh, wow. But that would probably be my best food. Or burrito tacos. Like, I'm a huge fan for those. See, I like that. Okay, so uh, a local Las Vegan here and a guest of our show in the past, the last time, that was the last Cafe Rio we got. Chris Bryant said that. That, oh, that was his question. I asked him that same question. He goes, Cafe Rio, I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> this guy was going there. I don't know if you know who Chris Bryant is. Plays for the Cubs. But, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's a Cafe Rio nut. All right. Uh, dessert. Favorite dessert. Ooh, that's a good one. I love donuts. Donuts yeah. are so good. Like maple donut with, like, uh, sprinkles on it probably. Or sprinkles! <laughs> it has to have sprinkles or like cotton candy ice cream with sprinkles. I'm like a sprinkle freak, so I like it. All right, go to pump up song. Ooh, I'm kind of a softy. Let's see, uh, probably something old school. Ooh, I gotta think about. This I love one. this girl. I got kidding me. <laughs> love the old school. Go ahead, bust it out. We probably I'm have be 100 percent serious. It's pro- it like has nothing to do. The song's not meant to pump you up, but I'm like a huge. Will Smith, like old song fan. So either Miami by Will Smith or Wild Wild West. I like love those. I'll listen to those before games. Wow, look at that. All right. So if you really know the old school, I mean, if you know the original artists, because those guys both sampled those two songs you're talking about, you know. Yeah. Wild Wild West was my man Cool Mo D back in the day, if you remember that yes. one. Okay. I, 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 
my dad only showed me the Will Smith version, so I'm like addicted to that one. But now I gotta throw it back a little bit and look. You gotta go back. See my man Cool Mo D. The check check that out with that. And uh, there you All go. Right. If you're watching with Jason Williams and Steve Nash videos, then you can you can go uh, do some old school, you know, hip hop. All right, I got you. <laughs> there it is. What do you got for her, Frank? You gotta you gotta gotta go to for her. Um. Yeah. When you're kicking back and you're not doing the basketball stuff, what do you like to unwind? Like a favorite movie or TV show or something? You just want to just kick back and say, "Entertain me." My favorite. I'm a huge movie fan. Like I love old movies too. I'm like I don't know why. Maybe I was supposed to be born like way earlier, <laughs> but I'll rewatch Shawshank Redemption like every month. I love Shawshank Redemption. That's a good one. Well, you certainly uh, get an opportunity to do that because it's on like every week. <laughs> it, it, it literally is. Uh, but I love that one. Uh, TV shows right now, probably The Handmaid's Tale. That one's coming up with a new season. So I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, the Office. I'll watch, I've watched The Office like 10 times in a row. So uh, wow. those are my shows, I'd say. She busted out a Shawshank Redemption. Okay, I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just uh, leave you with this. Uh, Shawshank right. Redemption, probably one of the, the greatest lines. So you go on and stamp your form, Sonny, and stop wasting my time. Because to <laughs> tell you the truth, I don't give uh, We'll leave it at that. There you go. <laughs> you remember like that it. scene, right? I remember that scene. Yeah, I also absolutely. remember one and of And then, the mo- boom, approved. I also remember one of the most famous <laughs> lines in that movie, Get Busy Living or Get, get busy, busy Dying. There you go. Look at this. See? And, and she's living large in Vegas there now. And, <laughs> and Destiny, I think the reason why you like being a hog because you like bacon. I mean, let's be honest. You like bacon. I haven't had it in a long time, but I, I did like bacon a lot. <laughs> Maybe a maple bacon bar. Those are always good. Woo. All right. Hey, we appreciate the time today. I know Las Vegas Aces fans will uh, love to see you on the court, get a chance to know you. Um, you know, are you here yet in Vegas? Have you already arrived or when you come? Not yet. Okay. Tomorrow. Well, she's coming in tomorrow. There it is. All right. Well, I know you're excited. We're excited. Can't wait to see you in person. Can't wait to talk with you a whole bunch during the course of the season. And, uh, hopefully you have a fantastic career and it starts here in Las Vegas. Well, thank you so much. This is awesome. Thanks for having me. You got it. And is it the Aces' destiny that they will be the first team to hoist a championship trophy in Vegas? There it is. Get ready ready for a parade, girl, because we're already planning the parade. So there you go. All right. Bill doesn't want to hear that, but, you know, there we go. (laughs) Okay. All right. Take care, girl. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. She is Destiny Slocum. Pride of Arkansas. Spent time at Maryland and Oregon State as well, too. 14th overall pick with the Las Vegas Aces in last night's WNBA draft. A little Wild Wild West taking us out. So another great personality. The Aces are filled with them. Not only great basketball players, but just great attitudes. B-Cell, hopefully he's listening right now because he's going to be mad if he missed this song. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I got a feeling uh, we can go rewind. There it is. Be kind and rewind. All right. When we come back, like I said, yeah, B-Sal, Brian Salmon from News 3. He's going to join us uh, next hour. Plenty of stuff to talk about, including your Vegas Golden Knights. T.C. Martin, Ballpark Frank on this fabulous Friday.